Welcome to The Real 7 Show. As always, this podcast will be completely raw, unfiltered, and uncensored. Today, I sit down and speak with Shannon Shepard. Shannon is a public speaker, an intuitive mentor, and the owner of Soul Fire Jewelry. She's had some of the best takes during some of the most important events in the world and always goes deep on the issue. So if this is something that you would like to listen to, then buckle up. Because here we go. I'm uh, Shannon Shepard, or Soulfire Shannon, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call me. Um, before all of this, three years ago, I was a spiritual teacher, empowerment coach. I held events here in Nova Scotia and abroad. Um, I own a mala jewelry business where I taught people meditation and how to set intention and, and to reach their goals um, and how to feel empowered in their own life and kind of get over traumas and things that we would I would consider blocks, I guess you could say. Um, but over the last three years, when March 2020 hit, I just felt this like overwhelming fire, which is where the soul fire Shannon came from and just uh, started speaking up right away. I just felt this incredible power within me that I, I just had to speak. I couldn't sit quiet. I couldn't sit idle. Um, I actually think I was the first person in Canada to actually speak up like on social media. Uh, it was like the first week after lockdown, <laughs> I started speaking up. Um I'm just, you know, I'm just a small town girl that just, uh, I, I knew something was wrong right away. And I, I felt that uh, that was what I was meant to do. That was my purpose here, you know. Um, so I still do my, my spiritual business. I still do my coaching every day. I, I read tarot, I, I make my jewelry, and I do my events here locally. Um, but of course, my, uh, my main focus is empowerment and kind of raising the vibration of the people around me and, um, you know, just getting people to, to stand up for, for what's right, for what they truly believe in. So, so when you talk about empowerment, mm -hmm. um, I know that now there's like this, and I hate to call it a trend, but it's the truth. It's, it's, yeah. it's a trend. It's much easier to just open a book from a, um, you know, fixed religion or a fixed mindset or a fixed belief system. And what's different from, uh, you, you know, somebody opening up it, whether it be, you know, a religious book or, or buying a self-help book and kind of what you teach, what's the difference there? Uh, well, anyone from any creed or religion can come to me and I'm going to offer you pretty much the same sort of thing. It doesn't matter what your spiritual beliefs are. It's about, um, what is it that's preventing you in your psychology and your emotional, uh, you know, traumas, anything that, that you've experienced in your life that kind of mm -hmm. made you who you are today, that stops you from pursuing the things that you want to be pursuing, that stops you from, you know, reaching your goals and reaching your purpose and, and shining bright in this world. Um, I can identify that in people. I can see what it is that keeps them stuck. I always, I always say it's you're stuck. It's your block. It's where mm -hmm. is that like, you know, road bump that you can't seem to get past. Um, the difference, I guess, is that uh, I focus on that rather than focusing on all the, the spiritual mumbo jumbo or any sort of religious doctrine. Um, it's not necessary because it's not about that. It's about you and what you're possessing and what it is it that you're telling yourself. What are your belief systems that are keeping you from from pursuing what it is you want to be pursuing in your life? Mm. 
Because I know when a lot of people hear, you know, oh, I do tarot and you know shit like that, they <laughs> automatically assume that it's like this woo-woo practice yeah. and somehow holds no value, even though tarot has been being done for fucking ever, man. Right. Um, and I, I firmly believe that these are all just tools to kind of guide you through your process of life. Uh, nobody's saying that you're going to flip a tarot card and your life's just going to fucking change immediately. <laughs> no, I guess. And and for, for even the people that don't believe in that kind of shit, like... I would uh, I would ask them that if something were to happen to you and say somebody didn't harm you because of the threat of, say, you know, my God would be angry about this, then effectively wouldn't that have made, you know, some sort of a gut, even though it's just a belief system that person carries. You see yeah. how strong belief is like effectively mm -hmm. their God is who saved your life. So by doing tarot and by, you know, teaching people about their blocks, their block now becomes this thing where it's. It, now it's a very real thing. I guess you're just helping people kind of identify where they're at more, more well, than anything. A lot of us, a lot of us, before you kind of reach that state of consciousness with yourself, you don't see what it is that's keeping you stuck, right? Mm. You just think life is the way it is and, and you got this shit under the barrel, right? Yeah. But, you know, um, so for me, it's really kind of just showing you like, hey, it's just something you're believing that that's keeping you from that. I mean, anyone can reach their potential, right? Sure. But it's being yeah. able to see the possibility of the potential. And uh, mm -hmm. with tarot, tarot is just a tool. Like it's not, um, you know, I'm not sitting here telling you all about, you know, your dead ancestors or, you know, <laughs> what, like what's going to happen 10 years from now. I use tarot yeah. as a tool to, to identify, okay, look, this is, this is the repeating pattern in your life that the cards are showing me. And then when that validates with them, it's like, oh, wow, like, holy shit, you're right. And we just kind of move forward with that. Um, I, that, I do tarot in a completely different way than uh, anyone I've ever experienced. It's not, um, it's not for predicting your future. It's for seeing where you are right now and how I can help you move forward with that, with that guidance, with that tool. Mm. Now, are you one that kind of believes in, in there being like an individual consciousness and a collective consciousness? Uh, I do. Yes, I do. I think that there's, you know, our individual realities that we can shape all on our own. Um, but there's also, you know, archetypes of energy of thought that we can all mm. kind of pull in off of that. We're all a part of a collective. Yeah, that, that that's my belief. And I asked that because we're going to get into like, uh, you know, topics like the sound of freedom and the Canadian trucker convoy to talk about like mass events and how they shift and shape those archetypes for the collective who are kind of on the same path or believe the same thing or feel the same way, which is what we've seen. And there's going to be a lot of unpopular opinions. So for anybody who's listening to this, if you are one of the people who just wants to hear what you want to hear about the convoy, or you want to hear what you want to hear about, you know, your opinions and you want to hear your opinions come out of our mouths, that's not where you're going to get today. Um, you're going to get a very, a very robust <laughs> opinion <laughs> on the other side of the fence. Um, and I asked that because during the convo you were bringing, uh, uh, I was watching your follower number drop pretty drastically simply because you were bringing people back to reality and they don't like that. Yeah, uh, no, people would much no. rather live in a fantasy. And um, to preface that, I think what people need to realize is we're not, we've never have any of us said um, at any point that there was no value no. in people coming no. together when we were never like, oh, this is a fucking stupid idea. You shouldn't attend. You shouldn't believe in it. You shouldn't support it. This sucks. It was never like that. It's just that you were providing. And, and honestly, there were uh, I was sent your video uh, by somebody I know. 
and you were like deep diving into like the facts of what was going on. And mm-hmm. um, it, it was an eye opener that was kind of like, what do we do here? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like we're in yeah. this, we're in this moment. That's like, all right, this is for all the fucking marbles. And it was almost like everybody just kind of dropped the ball. Like it, we, we, we didn't go hard enough. Like as much as people want to believe that this is going to be this peaceful ending to this you're you're sadly mm-hmm. mistaken. That's just not how revolutions work. No, it's not going to happen peacefully. So let's talk about the convoy. What was your opinions on it? What did you see? How did you feel about it? Uh, well, I think the video that you were mentioning there, I did do a deep dive because I knew right away, like I'm very intuitive. I knew right away there was something off about the organizers. There was just something that just wasn't sitting right with me. Um, so I did, I dived and I, I looked into the organizations that they worked for. I looked into how that trailed back to the Atlantic council and it just kind of kept going, going, going. So right then I, I, I didn't jump right on it and say, okay, it's hundred percent that these are infiltrators or, you know, it, it was sabotaged, but it gave me a pretty sour taste in my mouth. And uh, when you really looked at how quickly that rally came together, how quickly that convoy came together, Mm. it was, it was almost unbelievable, right? Because I mean, I've been part of all the rallies here and all of the events that take place here. And it takes time to organize these types of things, right? They don't just happen overnight. And this, this convoy came together within a week and they were off and set and going. They had the GoFundMe money. Everything was there. I mean, they were, you know, they convinced a million people to all show up in Ottawa. It kind of blew my mind of how it came together. So right away, I was just like, this, this just seems off. Like something just doesn't seem right about this. Um, and then watching the organizers, I don't want to name names today, but we're, you know, just watching the organizers, mm-hmm. watching how people interacted with others and things just kept for me personally kept looking shadier and shadier and shadier as time went on (laughs) and then you know when everybody got to ottawa it was uh you know this idea and it's it's a beautiful thing to think that maybe we could you know uh, win a revolution with flowers and hugs and and kindness but unfortunately you know it it made a statement yes it did you know we came together and it had its positives and it, it showed the unity that is here um when we do feel the need to stand up but at the end of the day when things got hot, when things got scary, everybody ran. Everyone, everyone, from the organizers to the truckers to all the people on the street. I mean, that last going off when all the, the police showed up at the barricades and everything, there was like, what, maybe a thousand people left? Maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So for me, I just, it truly showed, like, this is what's going to happen in Canada. You know, when things get scary, when things get hot, people run and they hide. And we've seen this with everything that's taken place over the last three years, every single thing. Right. Um, I don't really know how much more I want to say about like, you know, the, all the knit and grit of everything that, that I kind of took from that, but mm. you know, where did all that money go? And it wasn't just the money that was raised to the GoFundMe. There was also one of the other organizer. Well, these claims he wasn't an organizer, but you know, someone else there, uh, he had loads of money that he was putting in his own bank account that nobody ever saw a penny of. None of the truckers mm-hmm. ever received any money Correct. for food or for gas or for, for, you know, getting their, their trucks out of the, the pound afterwards or, you know, um, so where did this all go? And, and now this person's back in the limelight and everyone's cheering him on. So I'm just like, I'm blown away by Canadians. I really, by our, by our patriots here anyway, um, how that they don't, see when something isn't right when they don't see that something shady they just they do they want to go for that hopeism 
right? And just continue to believe mm. that that there's some good in this, no matter what, no matter how shady it looks. It's uh, it's a sad state of affairs here in Canada. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's what we saw. And and God forbid you ask anything about where did the money go, um, mm-hmm. or you start to question names of people or their previous engagements with you know whether it be political groups or uh, you know just the wrong people. Um, mm-hmm. And and we we see that with you know some of the names that are still speaking today. That uh, look, I'm notorious at this point for seeing bullshit, and whether you're on my side or not, I just I'll tag you in it and call you out because it's kind right. of like, look, man, if we're gonna talk about this being this free speech thing, then that includes speech you don't like. Um, mm-hmm. It includes you having to deal with shit that you don't want to deal with. It includes you having to listen to shit that you don't want to listen to. Uh, that's that's part of the freedom of speech, you know, part of this aspect that you continually say you believe in. I mean, we hear it all the time. Freedom of speech or fight for freedom of speech. And then you, you say some shit they don't like and they're like, you know, silence him. You know, like it's like, <laughs> exactly. guy, that's that's it's completely opposite. Um, you know, like there's there's an individual who is, you know, uh, building a fear porn campaign pre there political run after talking shit about how politics isn't the answer and all this nonsense um you know just just spreading more fear to the people and i want to remind people that uh you know while we're not going to talk about the freedom movement too much um i just want to talk about our failures as a collective um Mm -hmm. because i think that that's where the lessons are like we can look at all we've accomplished and you know we keep talking about this freedom movement and i'm like moved where what have you moved (laughs) Exactly. exactly right like we keep talking yeah. about all this movement but we're standing in the same spot well they are yeah um mm-hmm. i've personally chosen to just entirely remove myself uh years ago now uh not partake in yelling at empty buildings or screaming for my freedom i realized that there's a lot more to life and as long as you're living free while well, you're free that's kind of how yeah. that works uh the, the hold yeah. that's on you is actually just a hold on your mind and your actions and if you're going to allow um you know daddy government to kind of tell you how you can and can't act and you're not you're not free you're you're quite literally out there begging for your freedom and it's something i refuse to do so yeah with that being said um uh did you hear that i don't know if any of you guys could hear that but that's uh is that the tornado coming yeah there it is um (laughs) so as this collective do you think that a lot of people merely showed up uh, that fast? Because I know the speed thing was was kind of an issue for a lot of people where they're like, wow, this happened in really quick. Like this, there's yeah. got to be some sort of, you know, behind the scenes that are happening that we're not seeing to help push this. How is it that things mm-hmm. can be so censored for two and a half years and then all of a sudden, poof, oh, yeah. just have this giant push to put this together that fast? And then there's a part of me that's like, okay, but if I'm I'm thinking about it, I can say that, um, you know, people were kind of craving something like this and they maybe were, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. So, but how are people supposed to regulate that emotion? Like when you want something so bad and it seems like it's, it's right there at your fingertips, but to also continue to critically think about the situation, what do you think the mental block is there? Do you think it is just that hopeism? 
it, it's the hope is, but it's that impulsivity with it, right? It's like you don't, you're not just sitting for a moment and going, okay, and looking at the facts in front of you. They're just running with that hopeism and impulsively and just going towards the next thing that someone else is jumping on. And I think that that's what draws a lot of people into anything is that they saw a couple thousand people running and then two, three days later, look at how many more people came, right? And it's just like, yeah. You know, it, it, unfortunately, even within the freedom movement, it's that sheep mentality, <laughs> like, mm, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, that it's it's that impulsiveness, that not thinking before you're jumping, right? And just doing what everybody else is doing, just going along with it. You know, if someone tells you something, then you just believe it. And and, and we're seeing this all over the internet. I mean, I've heard you over the last couple of days say it so many times that like, you know, just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> you know, yeah. you guys got to stop and think, right? Um, mm-hmm. But that's not a common trait, it seems, to stop and truly look at something before you're jumping on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the problem is that everybody just wants to speak. Um, that there's not enough listening at all. Um, and that kind of brings me to our next you know, topic of discussion, if you will. Um, and that's with you know, things that are trending. I want to remind people because they everybody seems to forget um, – when something is trending, your biggest asset in the beginning is not to hop on the wave. Because if people think, oh, it goes with the algorithm, I'll get the likes, you will now, but they're going to throttle your shit after because they know that that's not what your content's about and you just hopped on a bandwagon. So you actually yeah. get punished in the social media algorithm realm, which people don't understand. Um, but it's kind of like, I'd like people to see something that everybody's hopping on and realize that over the last three years, you've been talking about being this lone wolf lion warrior. And like, why are you just with everybody else then? Like, why didn't you just stop for a minute? Because when we look at this whole sound of freedom thing, mm-hmm. I gave this two weeks, two weeks just to see the who's who. Right. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, Shan, it is fucking incredible to see how many people are honestly just looking to out conspiracy each other. And it's Mm -hmm. leading to this illogical, irrational, fucked up state of being. Yeah. What are you seeing with what is happening right this moment with the sound of freedom thing? I'm definitely seeing what what you're illustrating right there is, uh, you know, everyone has to keep upping the reasons why this person is, you know, a, a bad guy, right? And um, mm. for me, I mean, I, I know your stance on it because I've been watching uh, you speak about it, but for me, it doesn't matter. For me, it doesn't matter if he's good or bad. It's not about that. It's about what are the people going to do with it? Right. And and that to me is what matters. And I, all of this stuff that comes out, the things that are popular, no one actually does anything with it. There's nothing tangible done with it afterwards. It's just sharing it, sharing it, talking about it, and then the next thing comes in. Mm. And that's what I'm seeing with this. That's what I'm seeing with this. You know, everyone can go and, and, um, you know, uh, watch a video or, or go to the movie theater and, and watch this, but what are you going to do with it when you leave there? Mm. That's what's important, you know? I mean, and, and all of the conspiracy stuff that's coming out, you know, I can understand why people might think that there's something not right there. Cause I don't sure. think there is either. I do think that something's off with the whole thing, especially again, mm-hmm. the money and, and just the, the publicity and, and the way it, it all kind of came about. Um, but uh, most of the theories that are coming out against Tim Ballard or uh, the sound of freedom cast are actually left wing 
conspiracies. Like they're actually the left trying to shoot them down. So it's kind of funny that the right are now propping this up to use it as, as you know, something to talk about, right? Something to talk about on, on, on the internet rather than actually doing something substantial again. Like, you know, um, that's why I actually didn't watch the movie and I don't need to. I already knew everything that had happened. I've already seen all of this. Um, and actually what made me, the, I'm going to talk about this, what made me kind of upset about it was that for anybody that's just coming in, I understand that this is um, important for you to see. It's important for you to kind of know that this is what's yep. going on. However, there is such, there's so many more layers to this mm-hmm. that people aren't seeing by watching this movie. And are they going to stop there? Is that where you're going to stop? Which is, you know, what is shown in that movie with, with that ring? Or are you going to go up a little higher and start believing what all of us conspiracy theorists have been saying for the last three and a half years? You know, are, are you going to dig deeper? Are you going to see how far this really goes? Most people won't, though. They won't, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it, it, it's the same thing with everything that's happened over the last three and a half years. You only see the surface and then that's it. It's gone and something else comes in and replaces it. And that's what I see happening with this. I personally, I don't think it's going to make a difference, you know? Uh, yeah, sure. Most of the people that actually went and watched the movie already knew what was going on anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is the problem. Um, I just see with almost every single situation that we've faced, it's uh, everybody can talk about it. Everybody can watch the movie, watch the video, share the memes, but nothing's being done. So mm-hmm. what's its purpose? What's the purpose? Yeah. You know, it's the same. We, we just kind of said that about the convoy. Yeah, we can all show up. We can have a party, have some bouncy castles, you know, wave our you know Canadian flag. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do with that? Mm. You're just going to go home and put your tail between your legs and forget about it. Right. Yeah. And this is this is why I didn't watch it. And I'm not going to support it or even really talk about it. I mentioned it, I think, once or twice. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, for me, it's just it's going to be another one of those things that give it a week or two and nobody will be talking about it again. Right. Yeah, and and I could only hope that. Uh, <coughs> and there's a lot of the like literally everybody in my company, um, all my guys, were you know very heavy into whether it be taking one of the clot shots or you know wearing the mask and making sure that they, um, you know, thoroughly supported the narrative. And what I actually am seeing right now, which which gives me a little more hope in this situation. Uh, but not hope in the way of like, oh my God, I think this is going to change the world just in the way that public is really perceiving this. Um, I think that right now people are in a state where they're willing to intake more information than ever before, just due to even the shit that they were forced to do that they felt righteous in. Now, a lot of them have realized, oh fuck, like we were, we're genuinely lied to. And a lot of yeah, this we is happening. And <laughs> yeah, of, of course, but the people that were duped are now the ones that are some of the loudest voices. There's some major left wing outlets that are now speaking out and they're not, they haven't jumped to the right wing. They're just sitting around being like, yo, what the fuck? Like I used to be with these guys. I'm not a huge fan of the right, but there's a lot of wrong that's going on on both these Mm -hmm. sides. And what I'm finding is I did a three day deep dive on the uh, operation underground railroad and uh, Tim Ballard and uh just kind of really see like all right now it's it's my turn all the shit's out there like i'm gonna actually look at all the cards that have been put on the table and formulate an opinion um and do the amount of people that have been in my dms like dude you need to do like i want to know your opinion because it's always like i always try to sit back and and really play my cards right and look at you know the idiocy 
And that's what I've seen. A lot of these videos is like, mm-hmm. you'll hear somebody bashing the movie. And then for the people who, for whatever reason, want to, I, I find this really strange right now that we're, we're in this time where it's like, we need something big. And it's like, all right, here's the thing. And they're like, it's a conspiracy. And you're like, <laughs> but dude, like it's, it's just a movie. Right. That's yeah. why I said today, like it, it's simply the catalyst and what what I noticed that I really like about what Tim Ballard is doing right now, and this isn't me propping him up saying he's, you know, a fucking saint. Um, it's just there's there's truth is truth. And yeah. at the end of the day, what I really like is they're using this this opportunity in all of these interviews. I haven't heard one yet where he hasn't been pushing and and shining a light on other organizations that no one even knew about. So it's not like me, 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 I want all your money, me, me, me. He's like, no, like there's other organizations with all of these people that are doing this. You guys haven't even heard of yet. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of, and then you look into their history and they go back like a decade and a half and you're like, yo, where the fuck have they been? Right. Like, mm-hmm. so what I like about it is he's, there's a lot of selflessness that goes on there. It wasn't like the convoy where it's like, yeah, yeah, me, social media star, sure. me, me, get give money, pass this to me. I'm the guy, you know? And it's like, just this, 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 you know, pissing competition of who's more Insta famous. Um, What I'm seeing is, is this like camaraderie uh, for the big picture. And then we see this Jason Aldean song that just comes out. Um, I don't know if you've heard it yet. Yeah. Uh, Try it, try it in a small town. And they're like immediately, Oh, this is, this is violent. And and it's like, (laughs) what? We're just telling you, you come around here spitting on cops and slapping grandma. You gonna fuck around and find out. That, that, yeah. That's what we're telling you. You don't do that shit over here. Um, so I think that the only reason that I think this is a little different than than most of what we've seen is simply because of the. There's so much of this push going in the right direction. But now how far right are we going to go with this rather than stop at the middle, right? Because I'm sure that you know as well as I do, child trafficking has been a big issue forever, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like I'm sure it's something that you've known about, that you've spoken about. And it was crazy how it fell on deaf ears. Why do people require public perception in order to continue with something that they already believe in? What is that? It's the the mass herd validation, right? You need you need the mm. mass the masses to all believe the same thing, and and that's why you know the the virus and everything works so well. That's why all the compliance works so well because everybody was following suit, except for that small little fringe minority, right? And uh, yeah, I think uh, and and I was actually I was thinking about you know when it comes to to this topic, you know you have a few different Hollywood stars that are coming out and talking, but there's only two of them. It's it's you know like basically Mel Gibson and Mark Wahlberg, and and mm-hmm. they're speaking up. But again, they're they're using the same things, the same tactics, in my opinion, that they used for the last yeah. three years, where you only have two people who are going to speak up. They're going to be alienated, talked about, and pissed on and there they go they're gone um and that's so the masses don't all believe it and i and i think that this is what's happening again i know you're a little more optimistic about it and i, I like that about you because it, it balances out my my cynical uh, <laughs> views on things but i i just see it being the same sort of thing that unless there's you know big uh media attention drawn to it or, or a large group of, of people that the masses uh, see as uh, credible, I guess you could say, 
then it's not going to amount to anything substantial. And, um, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's like, it's mass psychosis. It's, it's mass, mass thought, it's mass consciousness. Sure. Yeah. Right. And, um, unfortunately, at least 75% of our population operates this way, mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. Right. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, I was seeing that, that, you know, they only brought it. There's only two Hollywood stars that came in and started, decided to talk about it really, you know, outwardly. Right. Um, I mean, look, look, look what they do to Kanye when he starts talking about stuff. Look what they do to, you know, uh, Andrew Tate. And regardless if they're good or bad guys, it doesn't matter. It's, you mm-hmm. know, these are these are popular people that are, you know, all over uh, Hollywood and media and, and everything coming out and speaking. But because there was only one of them, they're alienated, right? Instantly, mm-hmm. instantly pushed aside and, and the people will all go along with it. I, I don't, I think they, they really do. They need big um, publication like from from their television or or government officials or someone that that they mm-hmm. see as being credible in order to believe yeah. the, the the you know full truth of what's actually going on mm-hmm. i would um actually maybe I'll, I'll send you the link to it but uh i'm not one to listen much to the tim cast uh, what's his name tim I don't know his, his last name, uh, but anyway, uh, Tim Ballard and his team that made The Sound of Freedom were actually on there today answering a lot of the questions that people have been having. And what I liked is at the end, that's what his goal was. His goal was like, look, man, we need to continually share all of this to make this so that the news cannot deny it anymore. Yeah, they sure. must talk about it. They mu- yeah. like So their goal is like. But the problem is even things like that, like that episode, like, yeah, it's the most shared on his platform. Like, why mm-hmm. is it not? fucking everywhere and it makes you wonder right like i truly think hollywood is about to fall like they've already fallen to the point where like celebrity worship is almost no more right well i mean it's already happened look at look at your your netflix or prime there's no new movies i mean there's maybe one or two over (laughs) the last couple of years but there's there's nothing right and and again that that's just it too it that's the conditioning when you see the same things over and over again like celebrities in hollywood while we were all growing up you know the last 20 years then you are seen those are seen as idols they're seen you know because they're they're repeated they're repeated over and over and over again but now there isn't any of them right so all mm. this stuff even coming out, it's not a, it, people's brains aren't seeing it as a big deal because these people aren't, you know, big idols anymore. They're not all over the place, yeah. right? It's it's amazing the psychology behind everything that's really going on and, and how this has been constructed in such a way to kind of get past the people like that. But it, mm. it's true, you know. Um, and and I think too, a lot of people are scared to jump on this wagon, right? They're scared to you know, for whether it's the social image, their jobs, uh, you know, whatever it is, their family's views or, or mm. just kind of being put into that light. I mean, they've seen what happens to us when we speak up. So why the hell would you want to jump on this train? Right? And like, yeah. So there's that too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Canada being such a, you know, close knit sort of place. It's, it's scary for most people. It's scary to be alienated from, from the group. Right. I think that's just a human condition, right? Like people are, I think the biggest fear for humans is to not be accepted by their tribe or their peers, yeah. right? And it's it's a really funny thing. And and I understand that, you know, back in the day, that used to be a survival thing. If they outcasted you from the tribe while you're walking through the fucking woods on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but nowadays it's like, where are you really walking alone? I mean, dude, like say what you need to say, right? Like yeah. stand firm in your position you know, critically think, but there's no reason to, to, to just not speak your mind. I think that that's one of the biggest problems today is people just, 
too afraid to fucking say what they actually feel. You know how many people... Um, so I was working with this company a little while ago, uh, like a clothing company. And the people that were on there, it's like they would never share any of my content. They would share all of each other's. And I don't care. I understand. I get it. I get it. The moment you associate with me online, buddy, you're walking a fucking thin line. Like now you're part of the crazies, right? That's kind of <laughs> how that goes. And, and I get it, right? You're trying to sell clothing, not fucking, you know, talk to people about like, hey, man, uh, there's, there's a lot more to the world. And um, I think that your surface level discussions are trash and I don't want to have them with you. Um, but what I noticed then was was all of the messages in private, like all the DMs, like, yo, man, absolutely love what mm. you're doing. You know, I wish I could, but yeah. and it's like, but like, who has you by the balls? Like you're all self-employed. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So that just goes to to prove exactly what you're saying. Like, mm -hmm. even if you have your own business, you've structured things your way. They're your employees. You set the rules. People are still afraid. Of the repercussion. Just... Yeah. And it's like, what repercussion? <laughs> right. Yeah. So I just, I have a hard time with that. And I want to ask you <laughs> now you, you, you've had your, I get, can we call it a practice? Is that safe? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so if we, if we call it your practice, what have you noticed in, in the changes that people have had with regards to when they come to you with a block, right? Cause like psychiatrists, for instance, have noticed a huge uptick in, you know, certain cases and certain mm -hmm. things and there's certain metrics that start to climb, what have you noticed is different now with what people would have approached you with in say 2018 and 2023? Oh, huge differences. Um, you know, back in 2018, 2019, it was, you know, the simple stuff of, Oh, why do I keep drawing in the, the, you know, the bad guy or you know, just, you know, the, the simple things. Right. And now it's more of like, uh, it's such a deep quest within them. Um, what I've noticed actually with my business, just to kind of backtrack a little bit there, when you're saying like, what are people mm -hmm. worried about, you know, when uh, speaking sure. out, well, my business clientele completely changed. You know, I had, mm. I had a following here in Halifax of, you know, a couple hundred people that would come to my events rotatingly every two weeks. I was holding them here every two weeks and those people kept coming over and over again. And they were people that came for my readings or my jewelry. Um, I lost almost every single one of those people when I spoke up, almost every single one of them. Uh, so the whole spiritual community here, they all kind of followed the narrative. They all got jabbed. They all kind of, you know, left the, the conspiracy people. Um, and I had to rebuild in a completely new clientele. So what's actually been a huge positive for me is that since that happened, a lot of my, my, clients are very conscious. They're highly conscious. Mm. They're completely awake. They see everything that's going on. So if they're coming to me, it's, they really need that push. They really need something to kind of lift them up and push them forward. Um, mm. you know, cause what I'm noticing is now, especially the last couple of months is a lot of people, uh, are scared to move forward now because we don't know yeah. what's coming each day. Right. And a lot of people are scared to move forward with their goals or, or, you know, to move to another country or to do, you know, big things in their lives. It's the big stuff now that I'm seeing with most people um, just kind of feeling seized, feeling like, you know, well, mm. if I do this and this happens, then what? Right. Um, so what I've been telling people a lot lately is that most of us sat idle for three and a half years. Most people did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we could go and waste another three and a half years. Are you going to do that? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to waste another three and a half years of your life? Like, we don't know if it's going to be tomorrow or next month or next year or three years from now when shit really hits the fan. So 
you know, and that's kind of the area that I focus on with most people now is what is it that's keeping you from being able to move forward? Um, having this doomy gloomy, you know, haze hanging over you. Right. Um, so that, that's the difference. That's the difference. It used to be surface level stuff. And now it's that deep over, you know, big gloomy cloud that hangs over people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big difference. What do you, what do you see with this quote unquote, spiritual community now what are some of the the issues that you're seeing with it well i i mean i've been doing i I ran my business for over 10 years now and uh even back in you know 2017 18 19 anybody that came to any of my stuff i kind of shot down the spiritual woo woo right from right from go like you know i knew that there was a, a lot of bs in it it's it's a lot of fluff and stuff i call it um a lot of it's just you know live in this happy mindset don't don't look at anything negative and uh, it's yeah. just uh it's not real life it's not, <laughs> life is both it's 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 the the black the white the yin the yang you know um so what do I think of the spiritual community? I think that 99% of it is a crock of shit. Mm. <laughs> Personally, I do. Yeah. Um, and I think that it keeps people just in this la-la land. It keeps them from reality. Um, not to say that spiritual tools aren't helpful. They are. I meditate every day. I use tarot. Sure. I sage. I, you know, there, I run a crystal or gemstone jewelry business that I know has vibrational properties that help people. Um, but to be in this la la land, believing, you know, the uh, Palladians are coming to save us with their spaceship, and you know, all these ideas, right? It's just it keeps people's uh, head in the clouds and not their feet on the ground. And um, that's what I try to kind of uh, bring to light in a lot of my uh, discussions with people is that, you know, this is not keeping you here in reality. Sure. You can enjoy that in your free time, but you still have to be here. You have to be planted. You know, you are a, a being on this earth of made of physical matter. You're not just, you know, just spirit floating around. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do think a lot of it is just keeping people from reality. I really do. And what do you think of manifestation? I think it's 100% real, but I think mm. that people have to really come to a really deep place with themselves in order to manifest um, well, I guess is the right word I'm trying to say, right. you know, right. um, because again, it's those, those mental blocks, right? It's those unconscious blocks that keep you from being able to obtain what it is that you want. Um, but manifestation is real 100%. I am, a, I am witness. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it, yeah. you know, your, your reality can only go as far as your physical growth. And mm-hmm. if, if you're not growing as a, and when I say physical, it, it, it used to be all, you know, one thing when we talked about the person that encompassed the mind, the spirit, the person, right. Mm-hmm. It encompassed all of that. But now with, you know, the, the, the medical system now, it's like your head is different than your body. That's different from your organs. That's different from your spirit. That's different. And, and they've just learned how to tell people how to divide themselves into multiple things uh, instead of realizing that, no, we are one person, one being, mm-hmm. um, you know, having this, whatever this experience is. Um, but what we all know is that the value of this experience is, is something that we should definitely study. Um, and there is a lot of shit, <laughs> just, just bullshit out there. Um, and, and I, I genuinely believe that, uh, you can fall into 
more detrimental rabbit holes trying to become the most enlightened or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Um, you know, there was a dude that I actually wanted to have on the podcast that told that just today at about lunch, I told to get fucked. Um, I was watching him <laughs> on his live stream on uh at lunchtime, and while his information is so good, he said something that just fucking irked me. And guys, this is not to say that when somebody says one thing, you should judge their whole character by it. But it was just so fucking ignorant. Uh, Somebody gave him, you know, he's talking about being Mr. Spiritual. And somebody's like, yo, you're listening to rap music right now. Like you should be listening to, you know, like 432 hertz. Like if if you really want to talk about vibration and shit, right? Like that's where you're. And he was just like, "What? You think you're more fucking enlightened than me?" And immediately it was like, "Boom! Nah, this is a ego thing. That's this ego. Isn't you right? This isn't you trying to actually <laughs> enlighten and level yourself up, because the people that are you know typically at the highest of the you know let's say um, the embodiment of you know the spiritual self are people that don't talk." Right. It's you talk about like the monks and shit. And these people are transcending physical fucking their physical being into light bodies and, you know, crumpling up into these mummified, you know, little people that are still (laughs) hundreds of years from now going to be fully intact. You know what I mean? And, And haven't spoken a word. So it's kind of like. I'm starting to learn that the ones with the most to say, and I know it's counteractive having a podcast and talking to people, Mm -hmm. but I also don't claim to be Mr. Fucking spiritual. You know what I mean? I think I know what I know. And most importantly, I know what I know about myself. Um, And I think that that's the most important. But even when you talk about things like manifesting, I kind of want to dig, you know, a little further into that. Because people truly think that it's like a magic fucking potion and you're just going to think of something and conjure it up. And it's like when somebody says, oh, you know, I manifested this. It's like, well, they didn't mean that they just thought of it and it happened, right? Like, No, it's it's not like they said abracadabra and all of a sudden it's there. Right, Right. but that's what people think it is rather than in understanding that what's happened is similar to like when people pray. Right. Like I'm not here to argue people about religion fucking do you. But prayer is 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 literally your first embodiment of manifestation. Mm -hmm. Like when you pray, like, you know, when somebody says like they cross their hands, they look to the sky, they say, Lord, give me strength. You're asking yourself to be challenged to become the person that you need to be to have the thing that you want to have. You know why you don't have it? Because you're not ready to have that yet. And when you are, when your physical development, you know, matches where you need to be to be that person, then you can finally undertake that. Yes. And 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 people forget this. I don't know why people think there's, there's like this magic wand that you wave. And, and it is that abracadabra fucking I'm right. a millionaire <laughs> like, guy. No, that's not it. It's it's because it's it seems too uh, it seems too woo woo right it seems too too easy to be able to to think about something and, and create it right but I mean whether you're looking at science you know energy equals matter you know you can go all the way back to philosophy with Descartes of I think therefore I am <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. even even with religion when I pray God hears my prayer yes it's all the same thing it's all yes. the same thing it just depends on what you're putting out from within. That's all that that matters when it comes to manifestation. And when we mm. speak of, of blocks or are you physically ready to be there, it just means you don't believe it. 
there's somewhere in you that doesn't believe that you can have that thing or that that thing is coming to you, whatever it is. But when you fully believe it, when you can feel it with every fiber of your being, that's when it happens. Mm-hmm. That's when it happens. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a lot of people don't believe it. Right. Because it's, you know, it's easier just to get up, go to work, get your paycheck, go home. <laughs> they don't want to have to put in that inner work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's so mundane. Like, Right. Like, do people just like, do they love the monotony of life? Like, does nobody just want more? Right. Like, there's a reason that it's called be, leave, right? Like, be and live. That's the roots of that fucking word. Right. You need to be what you want to be. You need to live how you want to live. And that's quite literally how it is. And, and, I want to kind of ask your opinion on this. Um, There is a lot of lives that I change on a very regular basis simply by giving people one simple instruction. When you wake up in the morning, gratitude is the very first thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the changes that people immediately see in their lives, their work, their attitude, their mood, their physicality, their appetite, their bodily detox – what is it about gratitude that you think has the ability to change a life so quickly? Because you're focusing on abundance rather than focusing on lack. Because when we focus mm. on lack, it means I don't have, I can't have, it's not coming to me. When you focus on abundance or gratitude, then it's just bringing more of that matter. It's bringing more of that substance. And it's, it's simply science. It's simply just energy. It's literally what it is. Um, but people who don't uh, sit with gratitude every day, most of those people are focusing on their lack, focusing on the things that they don't like in their life, the things mm. that they don't have, the things that they lost, you know, um, just always focusing on that negative aspect of, the, of their lives rather than focusing on what it is that they do have in order to amplify that energy to bring in more. It's, it's actually quite simple. It really is. Mm. And, and, what foundation do you stand on as in, you know, most people will not most people, but a lot of people will either stand on one of the mainstream religions or just claiming that they're spiritual. Like what's Shannon's belief system? What do you believe? I believe in me. That That's what I believe in. I, I believe that every religion has its, its uh, truth because it again is exactly what we were just talking about. You know, you can manifest anything, no matter what your belief is. And especially with the collective consciousness, you know, say in in big religions like um, Muslim or Christianity, that's mass energy all going into that archetype, all creating that reality. Right. Um, But you can do the same thing in your own individual reality. Right. So you don't have to just believe in a certain doctrine. um, You just have to believe in yourself. And that's that's my religion. My religion is that whatever comes to me in my consciousness, in my knowledge, in my wisdom, and what I'm learning in my interactions and my experiences um, is what I am meant to experience. I don't need to, you know, I I actually went to university and I have a religious studies degree. I spent four years studying religion um, and I came out kind of in the same place where I, I don't have a solid belief in any of them, just that they all work. They all have substantial information. They all have a great history. Um, You know, there's prophets in all of them. There's magic in all of them. There's war in all of them. There's suffering in all of them. But there's love and beauty in all of them as well. Um, I think everything has its value. That's what I think. But I think it has to resonate with an individual, right? Um, So whatever resonates with you is where you should be. That's what I strongly believe. Do you... Um, do you subscribe to like the archetype, the archetype of there being, you know, a, a God? I was asked that question yesterday. I I'm honestly not sure. 
I, I, mm. I, I, um, I believe God is consciousness. I believe Same. that Christ is Christ consciousness. That that's my so belief. Yeah. 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 And, and we're definitely going to speak about that. I'm kind of glad you said that because uh, typically I'm the one trying to explain this concept and it takes, it's, it's to the point now where I have this, like this perfect way of delivering the message um, because it took forever. There was a lot of, you know, wasted hours on, on trying to speak to people. Um, and, and I think, I think the problem is the moment that you don't believe, um, you know, the things that people have been indoctrinated to believe and, and people could say that they're not indoctrinated, but it's like, okay, cool. So if I was to get rid of all that we know and all that existed was this moment right now, which technically is all we have, mm -hmm. but, and there was no religions at all. Do you think that your quote unquote word of God would come back as it is? A hundred percent it wouldn't. A hundred percent. Why? Because the perception of man that had written the book would change. Yeah, exactly. You you may not call him Christ. Yeah. Right. You may like the, the story and, and like, there's just so many rewritten parts of these books and people don't want to actually go back into, you know, the symbology and, and religious origin and read about, mm -hmm. you know, there's far more interesting stories like the, the Mahabharata. I don't know if you ever read, uh, read that, no, but it's a, um, it, it's, it's, it's like a, a middle Eastern scripture that spoke about a great war that happened years ago that reshaped the face of the earth. And they were talking, and this is written years ago. They were talking about metal canisters that were falling from the sky and burn like a thousand suns like they're talking about nuclear fucking war long yeah. before nuclear fucking war <laughs> right and and we just there's nothing that we're just going to believe this man you know died for your sins and like how about <laughs> you start to recognize that and, and i'm not dogging them for it. go ahead you know what if you're going to believe something as long as it makes you a more productive member of society if it makes you better to your fellow man makes you a better person go ahead do you yeah. If you're yeah. trying to shove it down my throat, you barking up the wrong tree when it comes to religious origin. Um, but I would but think that's, that that's it right there, though, is that people need to go on their own individual journey, which is why when you're asking me, you know, what do I believe? I believe in me. I believe in in yeah. my journey. I believe in my experiences and things that come into my own perception. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't need to push it on other people, even though I might in my videos. You know? <laughs> but again, anybody who's watching my video that's listening to that is aligned to me somehow. They're aligned to me energetically to receive that sure. message. Right. Um, which is why I don't, I don't need to bash certain religions. I mean, I have, sure. I'm sure, you know, in, in conversation, I've, I've said my, my negative things, but it's not about that. And, and this is why they all work is because whatever your true belief is in, it's going to work for you. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's some of us that, that need more, you know, we need, we need more than just that dogmatic you know, passed on from generation to generation uh, uh, principles, right? We need, we need to search and, and find more meaning in it all, which is beautiful, mm -hmm. right? But not a yeah. lot of people follow that path. <laughs> no, and, and, and I find it really odd that, um, you know, people have a very hard time with just hearing that different perspective. It's like, if I were speaking to someone right now who's like a devout Christian, right? And I was to say, look, man, we're going to take your book. We're going to take your Bible right now. And we're going to read it together. And mm -hmm. as we read it, I'm going to turn to certain verses and certain chapters. And I'm going to explain a different perspective of what the meaning of this is and how it has nothing to do with the story and the people that are involved. And this has actually everything to do with you and something that you can take within yourself. 
like when you're reading a Bible and it talks about the, uh, you know, the 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 temple of God actually being down the hall to the right is like what well, and Jesus always throwing nets to the right to catch all these fish and become bountiful for the right hand of God. And it's like they're talking about your right brain. This is all talking about yeah. you. Talking yeah. about what's the right brain, right? It's your yeah. love, your sensitivity, compassion, art, you know, the, the, the way to feel. Whereas the society has you so left brained, mm-hmm. you want facts, statistics, knowledge, articles, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, guy, whatever happened to just feeling something like hearing something and saying that's bullshit and i don't need to hear any stats i don't need to see any any anything you guys can do the run around with each other for two years and try to figure it out i'm telling you right now that's bullshit yeah how do i a lot know? of people well, don't trust themselves though right they, they don't trust insane. themselves yeah yeah so yeah. if you have a problem trusting yourself and always have to open a book to look for guidance and doesn't it beg the question that there's people out there who have so much trust within themselves that they can rely on themselves and, and be right most of the time simply on intuition like that doesn't interest somebody yeah. like to me that sounds like a fucking superpower you know right? it mean? is a superpower it is a superpower and we are, we're all given it but a lot of people don't utilize it mm-hmm. and and speaking of the not trust yourself do you think that there's do you think that it's just inner work that needs to be done or do you think that people's minds have been so corrupted by old files from old systems and um, and and secretly they're like their their soul is kind of screaming to get out of that archetype but they almost feel like they can't right you I, know what I, mean? I think we all have a, a different purpose for being here you know and it took me a lot of years and a lot of fighting with myself and and the outside mm, to kind of yeah. come to that place that i can say you know what we all have a different reason for being here some of some of the people here are just you know the uh what do you call them like npc players sitting in the background they they go to work they go home they do nothing right and then there's people that uh you know are in an evolutionary process where they are starting to trust themselves a little bit you know they're not fully there maybe they don't reach that in this life where they fully trust themselves um i I see it as kind of a an evolutionary soul path uh, when it comes to our existence whether it's here on earth or maybe we go off to another universe i don't know um but i see it as an evolutionary process with our soul as to why some of us are here and some of us are here personally personally you ever get it where like when you think of something you feel almost so calm with a new concept that you can almost feel its truth immediately you yeah. get that yes yeah so the other day I opened up my fridge and I stood there. I didn't even go in there for food. It was almost like I needed to see that that light from the fridge just to like, aha, like an aha moment that I was having. And that was just like the the symbolism of like, yo, idea time, pay attention. It's not, it's not the fridge, it's the light. Like you need to look at that for a minute. And what I thought of was my dad. And uh, see, me and my dad don't have a good relationship at all. And when I opened it, all I could think of was, you know, Maybe he's failed this try, like this run at this life. And I really hope that his next life goes better. Right. Like, (laughs) I really hope that, you know, the the next time that he has a run at this um, and comes back is is I I really hope that he he does things a lot better. I hope that he doesn't fuck himself up so much. And, uh, you know, I really hope that he finds, you know, his, his compassion for himself more than anything because that's what he's missing 
Do you ever think about the concept of like reincarnation and us coming back and doing this again and again? And is it all just lessons? And you ever think about I, shit like uh, that? Yeah, I, I really do. I'm not sure it's linear, but I, I really do believe that. Uh, yeah, that this is just a, a school of you know, in a sense, where you're just you're learning and learning and learning different things over and over again in different ways. Um, but as you were speaking, there's something that that I hold of value, um, and I've seen it in a lot of the people who are consciously awake, and that's that, you know, for your dad to be a shitty parent or for my mother to be a shitty mother, um, they brought us to who we are today consciously. If it wasn't right. for those hard times that we go through in our younger years, you don't really get an opportunity to become highly conscious, to be able to, to you know, be able to survive outside of the tribe, I guess you could say. Um so there's value in it all and both people's journeys, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of, you know, you look at the spectrum of life of, of the polarity. It's like, you know, your, your parent is here and you're here, but they have to go together. Like they have mm -hmm. to, right? You wouldn't be this person if it wasn't for this opposite side of the polarity. Like it just, it mm -hmm. wouldn't work. So, you know, there, there's purpose to it all. There really is. Yeah. And w what do you think about, um, just death in general like what do you think that is i i don't see death like most people i did experience a lot of death when i was younger which is which kind of gave me a lot of time to buffer and then really look mm -hmm. at it in a different way um but uh, i i don't fear death i i think that death is just the end of this journey just what we were just talking about it's just the end of this chapter this grade mm -hmm. of school or however you want to look at that um and then we go off, we come back again, like whether it's in this dimensional reality or it's another one. Um, that's how I see death. I don't see it as, you know, the, the end of the soul by any means whatsoever. Mm. So, so what, what is the soul in, in your perspective? What, what do you think that that is inevitably? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. An accumulation mm. of experience and an accumulation of, mm. of yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm yeah. not sure where that ends. I, I haven't reached that part of my journey yet. <laughs> right. And I don't think anyone ever will. There's just certain individuals no. you speak to that, you know, you can kind of have these discussions with, um, you know, a lot of people are there for the, the, the very physical meaning to life and, and, you know, things like doctors and such I speak with a lot of PhDs and mm -hmm. that, you know, people of that, I guess you can call it caliber or realm of, of, uh, research, but, uh, what I notice is they're very one dimensional in their thinking um, and, and concepts like this always need to have either some sort of a metric to go by or a uh, yeah. finishing value um, to the equation that needs to be solved. And while I agree that there's a lot that science can explain, you know, there's a balancing act between, you know, science and, and our, our spirituality and who we are uh, as beings. So that brings me to your, your sense of belonging. Um, do you ever sit back and kind of ponder, you know, and, and, and kind of look around at the world around you and kind of feel like you don't belong and like you've been jumped maybe into like the wrong time or <laughs> do you know what I'm trying to say here? Oh yeah. Like on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. Especially, especially the last three years. I mean, no, I've always felt that way. Always felt that way. Um, I had a really odd upbringing, you know, I, I, I always was the outcast. I, I was on my own at the age of 13 with my own apartment going to high school, you know, I had no parents, mm. like I had a completely different uh, 
way of life than anyone like since since the beginning um sorry there i lost you there for a second um so uh for me being an outcast yes definitely (laughs) for me not feeling like i'm uh, included for sure um but as you become stronger in yourself and you kind of see the purpose to your own existence, it, it, you don't need to always be a part of, of the tribe. You don't need to be accepted by other people because what's important is accepting yourself. And I think that that's the most powerful part of this journey is when you don't need mm-hmm. anybody else's approval to be who you are and to accept yourself for who you are. You know, and mm-hmm. it, it takes a long time to get there. It takes a lot of work to get there. But uh, that's the place I've come to is I don't need that anymore. I don't need that validation from people, which I may have needed, you know, 20 years ago. Um, right. And and that's, that's for me is the most rewarding thing in a spiritual path in, you know, going this route, doing that deep dive within yourself and really dissecting all of, you know, the ego parts of you and all of the things that, mm. that make you want to be part of, of the group that make you need that acceptance and that approval. Um, that's, that's the gold right there. Because once you can detach from that, you are more powerful than, than anything possible on this earth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and with regards to the ego, um, you hear this new spiritual trend over the last, say, say probably about five years where it's like, Oh, ego death, ego death, ego death. And then it's like, I guess we'll first first we'll kind of discuss what you think the ego is and what is what is the purpose of the ego. The ego protects you, keeps you safe, mm-hmm. right? That that's what the ego is really in all of its defenses, right? <laughs> in all its masks and faces and <laughs> and everything else that it puts on, it's it really is just uh, whatever survival mechanism you need from from that ego projection. You know, but ego is isn't a bad thing, and this is the thing that the spiritual community does. Ego isn't bad; it's mm-hmm. being able to identify what part of you is ego that's important, right? Mm. But ego does keep you safe, right? It keeps you from, but it can also keep you from from growing too, you know. Um, and, and that's why it's important to be able to see what it is that's that's your true being, and what part of you is that survival mechanism, that that ego part of you. Mm. Um, do you yeah. think that the ego is effectively just the subconscious under a different alias? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause, no, I, cause I, most, I, most people aren't aware of it. Right. Like when that, when that part of you comes out, no, no, no. Yeah. And, and I think that it just, it, it genuinely fucking gets on my nerves when I hear this ego death shit. And it's like, dude, the ego dies, you die. Like, do you not understand that that's quite mm-hmm. literally your, that's your instinct. That's your, yeah. when you say you have that gut feeling, your, your intuition, that your ego is just the, you know what I've, I've realized, and I've actually thought about this a lot, is what is it with three-letter words always being something to describe the highest part of us? You know what I mean? Like it's either God or ego, right? Like wh- why is it always something that defines, you know, the, the deepest part of, of the self? And it's always like this three-letter term. Like, was it just somebody really wise back in the day who wanted to keep it very simple? <laughs> right? I, I, I think it's the same thing as the like uh, three slogan senses, right? They're powerful. And they're things that people remember and they can feel mm. an impact with. 
so yeah, it's, it's interesting that uh, I'm going to have to look at that a little, little deeper, but it, you know, I was thinking of the, the three word phrases that, that people have been hearing over the last three years and just how impactful they became psychologically that people mm. really, you know, and it, maybe it's the same, same sort of thing. That number three comes up a lot. Of course. <laughs> and there's, there's things like, you know, the, the Holy Trinity that's been around for yeah. pretty well every almost every you know mainstream religion through time there's always been some sort of a a, a trinity um and it's always mm -hmm. that three like what is it about three you know what i mean yeah. and isn't isn't pi like 3.16 or something like that it is yeah right so yeah, it makes 3.14 yeah yeah so some shit like that so it yeah. makes you think right like what is it about this this three right there's mind body spirit why why always three Right. You know, the man's best friend is the dog. Like, for what reason? You know, there's always things that. And I think that these are like this healthy self dialogue to have. And I think a lot of people kind of get, you know, too far into the weeds with it because people get into this mm -hmm. whole like, oh, my ancestral pain that I feel today needs to be. <laughs> and it's like, OK, dude, like, yeah, I, I get it. Like they they've proven that, you know, there's there's a trauma that's like genetically stored. Um, but you're an adult. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. at what yeah. point is there like a self-accountability phase of you like, all right, cool. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. It's done. Mm -hmm. Okay. You yeah. want it to change, change it. Um, and, yeah, and, and I, what I do don't you, give uh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask you what you think about trauma. I want to talk about trauma a little bit and what that is. Cause there's this giant hype around trauma and anxiety and depression. And the more miserable you are, the cooler it is. People are stacking <laughs> up ailments like fucking Pokemon cards now. And uh, apparently it's like, whoever's the most fucked up is the, the coolest person, which is a very mm -hmm. strange dynamic to have. But what do you think yes. about trauma as a whole? Oh, as a whole, I, I could be here for a whole other podcast for this one, but um, <laughs> seriously though, uh, trauma right now is being glorified as being like kind of what you're saying. It's, it's uh, you know, something for everybody to talk about to feel superior, but again, that's just your ego kind of shining through. Um, but it's about that place of acceptance again now with, with the, the new age spiritual movement of uh, I have trauma. Oh, you have trauma. We could be friends. Um, <laughs> right. Um, but on a, on an evolutionary, we get back to that soul level stuff. I think trauma um, is again, us, it, it can be ancestral. Of course it is. You know, you can see your own shit in your parents and in their parents and it kind of sure, keeps going. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, it does need to stop with the conscious person. So if you do recognize your trauma, yeah, that that's your cue to say, okay, you know what? I got to fix this. I, I gotta, I gotta make this right. So I don't pass this on. This is evolution. This is the the new evolution. You know, people think evolution as uh, you know, we, we went from uh, an ape to a human, but now we're in a, mm. in a conscious evolution where we have to really become aware of those things, those traumas that we've experienced that have been passed down that we don't want to continue to carry on with us. Um, but that's that hard work again, that a lot of people don't want to have to put in. They just want to talk about it and whine about all the problems rather than seeing it for what it is. Right. Trauma mm -hmm. doesn't need to be, you know, of course you have to release the emotions and the, and everything that went around it, but it doesn't need to be that long grueling process that the new age spiritual movement is kind of putting on it. It's identify it, see it, release it, move forward, you know, and when it keeps coming mm -hmm. back up, you keep working towards it again. It's like learning a new skill. You just have to keep working towards it and, and kind of creating that new belief system, creating that, that new person that you want to be. That's what I see trauma as. But a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just want to sit in therapy and cry about it and yeah. you know, <laughs> not evolve, right? And, and not become better. 
Do you think that therapy is kind of something that's being overprescribed and and underutilized? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Because everybody's a victim. Everybody's a victim now. The whole world is Mm. is one big victim. Right. Right. And everybody wants to be heard and to be acknowledged and, and, um, you know, on a, on a positive level, that's because we all want to move into to love. We all want to move into that more loving society. And this is just that ugly stage before it, in my opinion, of where mm. everybody does want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be acknowledged, you know, um, which is why all this victim mentality is coming up everywhere. It's coming up in every single corner of society. It really is, you know, um, but we have to come to, uh, to a higher place where we, we recognize that in everyone mm-hmm. where we see that everybody is a victim. One group isn't higher than another, or another person hasn't experienced yeah. more than that. It's not about that, right? It's about us all wanting to feel seen and heard and accepted and, and move into something higher in my opinion. Yeah. 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 I think that honestly, all of that's just, you know, politically motivated bullshit to be like, Oh, one it group is. was treated, you know, worse than another group. And it, mm-hmm. it just, it, we're we're not going to get into you know the the underpinnings and the roots of you know who's been treated worse because dude regardless who you look at everybody's been enslaved in one way or another look at look around today mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't matter what color you are we're all slaves right now we're all no, but- getting being is it doesn't matter what tax bracket what what income bracket it doesn't matter what you have who you know we're all being enslaved right now. And I wish that everybody would get mm-hmm. over themselves in right. that sense and start to remember that, you know, we're, we're, we're all in this, this shit storm. We're all paddling up shit's Creek together. Um, but until we start to learn to empower ourselves through trauma, um, I think mm-hmm. that this is just a, a losing battle. Yeah, no, it's true. It is politically motivated, right? Because look what happens, you know, the, the victim who gets acknowledged then just kind of sits in their, in their emotions, sits in that, that trauma, mm-hmm. And, and just keeps reaping the reward from that uh, acceptance and that acknowledgement that it gets. And then the other side of it, the people on the outside of that person just get angry because they're not being acknowledged and they think that they need to be seen too. And that, you know, they're a victim too. And it just keeps perpetuating this, this victim mentality with everyone. It's not just the person that's being highlighted. It's everybody outside that's screaming and hollering about it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's yeah. quite something to watch. Yeah. But it's, it all, it boils down to that, that self-empowerment, right? That self-responsibility and realizing mm-hmm. that we are all experiencing the same things just in a different way. And it's time to get over ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that um, what you just said is kind of how we're going to close this um, and, and, you know, leave it at that because I think that's a very empowering way of, uh, you know, people to kind of see their trauma and, and see it for what it is and how it's being used against you rather than being used mm-hmm. for you. Um, and I think that that mindset of, you know, the things that happen to you don't happen to you. They happen for you as long as you look at the lesson. And that's why I find stoicism so fucking powerful. And I know that they've attached it to this right wing, toxic, masculine, all this bullshit um, because it keeps a person grounded in themselves. Um, and I, I, I honestly stumbled upon stoicism much after just becoming that and embodying that mindset long before, simply because I was just finding that situations bothered me way too much. And it's like, but if you look at this a different way, man, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it, the, the, the world's completely different. And then once, you know, I lost my son, that's when it was really like, all right. There's no way that this was meant to happen to just, you know, make me fold and and just walk through life with this, you know, chip on my shoulder. It's like there's got to be more to why that has happened. 
and then you start to be honest with yourself and find the lessons in it. And uh, I guess lastly, um, just, you know, for conversation's sake, what do you think about stoicism? What, what, what do you think about that as, as a, an entire, I guess, you know, would you call it like a dogma? I guess it would be, it's, it's a way of thinking, right? It's a, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so just, what do you, it's, what a, do you it's think a, it? it's a belief system. It's, it's a way to navigate your world. It's the same as any religion. It's just, it's a, it's a set of principles to live by. It's the same thing. Um, but yeah, it, it is definitely rejected in, in our society because of that, the masculine principle of it, the masculine energy of being grounded and, mm. um, not uh, being emotionally charged and, and responding in, right. in that way, right? Which is what's being promoted right now. It is. It's mm -hmm. you know we we see it clearly in many different groups on uh, on certain sides of things. Um, but no, I strongly believe that stoicism is the way forward. I do because yeah. you need to have your feet firmly planted on the ground, and you need to to think before you speak. You need to really be here, and uh, uh, I think that. That, that kind of goes with along with everything that I was saying about people with their heads in the clouds lately, right? And their feet not on the ground, whether we were talking about the convoy or we're talking about, you know, any political issue or anything that's going on, people's heads are in the clouds. And stoicism mm. could, could be very helpful for a lot of people right now to kind of come out of that emotional reactivity and see things in a different way, see things uh, in its purpose rather than in its an emotional reaction, right? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to, um, you know, ask you the same question that I ask uh, every guest. It's kind of like a tradition on the podcast. Um, in closing, it would be uh, if you could give people advice and, and one thing right now that would change the world, what would that be? Whatever makes you feel weak, whatever makes you feel small, whatever makes you feel disempowered. That's where you need to be focusing your attention. Don't be putting yourself in all of the political stuff, drowning yourself in things that are out of your control. You have to look at the things that are in your control. And that mm. starts from within you. Um, and when we all come to that place of being able to conquer ourselves, we can then conquer the outside. And we'll come mm. together uh, in unity that way. But if people don't start focusing on their individual selves and where it is that they feel, feel that, that weakness, that disempowerment, we're never going to get there as a collective. Man, I, I honestly, this is probably like my favorite part of every podcast because everybody just at the end just kind of speaks their individual truth of truths, right? They kind of show their hand. And uh, I think that what you just said was extremely powerful. And it's once again, trying to find your, uh, the, the, the power in your weakness. And, and I couldn't agree with that more. And uh, I just, I, there's really no other message that I feel can be that powerful right is is using your weakness as fucking fuel it's free right we all feel pain we all feel weakness and that fuel is it's free it's like having unlimited gas for your car sure. you just have to face your shit in order to use it so anyway man i uh i appreciate you taking the time to come on here and uh, i'd love to have you on again in the very near future as things uh continue to unravel <laughs> yes thank you so much this was great i really enjoyed connecting with you and i really do hope to come back on here again soon